Welcome to the Fear and Greed Daily Interview. I'm Sean Aylmer. Regular listeners would have heard me mention Mesoblast many times before. The ASX-listed biotech company has a very volatile share price, largely because it's tied to medical research, the approval processes of the US Food and Drug Administration, and deals with other pharmaceutical companies. But it's a fascinating company doing innovative research into stem cells and trying to navigate the very challenging, very expensive process of bringing those products to market. Silvia Itescu is the founder and CEO of Mesoblast. Silvia, welcome to Fear and Greed. Thanks for having me. So firstly, can you give our listeners a 101 on Mesoblast, the products you're developing, where they're up to? In plain English, of course, which is the trick in sometimes in the biotech sphere. Certainly. We're developing products using a platform technology that allows us to develop off-the-shelf therapeutics, vials that contain cells. We understand how these cells are made. They're highly scalable in, into large quantities. And we have a supply chain that from manufacturing, we can ship and provide them to hospitals, to physicians in a regulated manner. We understand how these cells work. They target severe inflammatory conditions. And we've been able to generate large clinical data sets as we progress towards our first product approvals particularly in the US, which is the largest market and the largest unmet need. But we already have a first product approved and being sold in Japan. So this is the beginning of a whole new industry. It's been a long time coming, but uh, we're very confident that we're going to have more products available using our proprietary scalable technology. We're the largest and most advanced cell therapy company in the world, and I think it's going to be an exciting next couple of years. Okay, so the competitive advantage of Mesoblast is that scalability and process, is that right? Uh, There are multiple advantages, but certainly scalability and being able to create a a uniform process that ensures that each product meets the exact same requirements as as the next product so that we can provide with certainty outcomes to patients. That's a major advantage. But Secondly, we, we have over a thousand patents and the other big commercial advantage is that we, we have very strong patent position intellectual property profile that creates a barrier to entry into this space. And the, the combination of patents plus a scalable technology is a very powerful combination together with many years of phase three clinical trials that demonstrated the clinical value and the success of the technology. Okay, so some of the illnesses that you are addressing what are they and how would most of us know them? Yeah, so I, I've said that core to the mechanism of the cells is the ability to tackle severe inflammation. Yep. So we, we are targeting diseases where inflammation is a primary driver of a bad outcome, including death, and where other traditional medicines, pills, antibodies don't work very well. So a first disease is a very severe inflammatory condition called graft-versus-host disease caused by a bone marrow transplant in patients who are otherwise cured of the underlying leukemia with drugs but need to have their bone marrow rebuilt. And when you use another person's bone marrow to rebuild your own, it often thinks you're foreign. It attacks your body and creates this graft-versus-host disease that has up to a 90% fatality rate within a couple of months. So other drugs have failed miserably, and we've particularly in children where there is nothing approved, we have shown through multiple studies that we get a very substantial curative rate and survival benefit uh, in children who have up to 90% mortality from this devastating condition. 
And so um, we completed a phase three program. We presented the data to the FDA about a year ago. The experts who were asked by the FDA to opine on the results voted nine to one that the results were sufficient for approval. And the FDA delayed us at that point and has asked us to just improve certain aspects of the manufacturing process called potency assays that we've now put in place. And we expect to be going back to the FDA shortly to present the new data, which we think will be sufficient to support moving forward towards approval. That same product, as I said earlier, has already been approved and is being sold in Japan for the last four years. Very safe, very effective. And I think that provides a strong impetus to how this product and insight as to how this product would be received in the US market and hopefully would be available to children with this devastating complication. Yep. Beyond grave versus host disease, we're also targeting inflammatory conditions that affect back pain, for example, that destroys the intervertebral disc and causes severe pain and suffering in large numbers of patients. In fact, um, inflammatory back pain is the number one cause of opioid prescriptions, accounts for 50% of prescriptions in the US market and likely to be a major cause of opioid usage in Australia as well. Uh, and uh, a single injection of our cells in phase three trials has demonstrated very substantial reduction in pain for 12 months, 24 months, and even up to 36 months without any adverse events. So we have, again, spoken extensively with the US FDA, uh, who reviewed our data and agreed with us about how a second study, if confirmatory of the first, would likely lead to um, FDA approval. And we're embarking on that program to target, again, those patients with severe inflammation of the disc uh, who failed all existing alternative therapies in order to prevent the need to progress towards something much more invasive like surgery or to avoid the opioid overdose risks that come along with this kind of devastating problem. Okay, I'm, I'm going to get confused here. Is that Remy Stem Cell? The Remy Stem Cell is our lead product for graft versus host disease and also right, for right. inflammatory bowel disease that involves the colon, ulcerative colitis and Crohn's disease. The product for the back is called Rex Lemistrocell. So that's our second lead product, and that's being developed for both back and for heart disease. But you, you are quite correct that Remy Stem Cell, the lead product that we're developing for GVHD, also is being developed for a second indication, which is uh, inflammation of the colon from in ulcerative colitis and, uh, and Crohn's disease. And we just announced some pretty exciting data about a week ago, data that was generated in a, in a study at Cleveland Clinic by um, one of the world's leading gastroenterology surgeons uh, in this field, Dr. Amy Leitner, presented data at the, the major European Congress showing that a single injection of Remy stem cell into the inflamed colon in patients with ulcerative colitis or Crohn's disease resulted within six weeks in remission, wow. which is a very, very exciting finding. I have family members who have had Crohn's disease and it's not a good thing. It's a terrible disease, yeah. and particularly in, in those patients who have not responded to other anti-inflammatory drugs out there, including the monoclonal antibodies against TNF. If for those patients, if they have continued inflammation of the large bowel, the only alternative is colectomy, yeah. which is a terrible outcome. And so we are very, very focused on this, this as a potential next indication for Remy stem cell. Okay. And uh, we'll be updating the market in short order with more data from that study. And we expect to be then 
moving to have discussions with the FDA around further approval potentially after GVHD in the area of, for Remy stem cell in the area of inflammatory bowel disease. Stay with me, Silvio. We'll be back in a minute. My guest this morning is Silvio Itescu, founder and CEO of Mesoblast. Okay, talking to you, it's exciting thinking about what you can do and hopefully, you know, this can be proven that the process of actually bringing to market the phase one, two, three, four trials in the US, I mean, how long does that take? How expensive is it? I'm trying to get my head around that sort of information. Well, look, this is a great question and I think it's important for investors in the biotech space to have a reality check and a, and a, and a view on the time and the cost of drug development. Traditionally, small molecules developed by the pharmaceutical industry cost up to $2 billion, $2 billion per successful new drug launched. So it's very expensive and very few companies are successful in doing it. I think we've raised a substantial amount of capital and we now have the potential to bring four new indications to the marketplace, which is a, we, th- we think that we've done it in a v- relatively efficient way. But time is something that is you can't get around. Mm. Time is, is the requirement by the regulatory bodies like the FDA or like the TGA in Australia to require you to do large phase three trials. And they just take two, three, four years sometimes, depending on the indications and the size. And there's no substitute for that. There's no short circuits. And, uh, you know, I think people need to understand that Things look promising early on, but then there's often a fair amount of time that goes by when you don't hear anything until the trials finish. And uh, the strength of Mesoblast is that we have a platform technology and we're not a one-trick pony, and therefore we have four programs in Phase 3. or With GVHD, we've completed Phase 3. And that means that for investors who are knowledgeable and understand the risks around single-product companies, we represent the ability to move into commercial sphere with multiple products, with potentially multiple revenue streams. And that's that's how we're building Mesoblast. And we hope to be there in the very short term in terms of uh, revenues from our first approved product in the US. Do you ever get frustrated? You probably need the market because you need to raise money. It's a very costly business developing drugs, as you just mentioned. You're spreading that risk somewhat because of your platform Is it, though, frustrating about the ups and downs of the share price at times simply on news which to you may well be expected, but, of course, to investors who are waiting on every word that Mesoblast mentions, you know, it can send your share price up and down 20 or 30%. Is it frustrating or is it just part of the gig? Look, I've learned to accept it as part of the gig, as you say. The frustration comes more from a lack of understanding uh, of the detailed pathway to approval and revenues and that that just comes with success really yeah but i think you know share price is not something that i should be focusing on my my focus is on deliverables on approvals on products in the marketplace and revenues that's really what i focus most of my time on and the the you know the vagaries of the market will look after themselves when we deliver and as we deliver and i firmly believe that silvio thank you for talking to fear and greed Thank you very much. That is Silvio Itescu, founder and CEO of Mesoblast. This is the Fear and Greed Daily Interview. Join me every morning for the full Fear and Greed podcast with all the business news you need to know. I'm Sean Aylmer. Enjoy your day.